1: beyond to the world you're listening to the road now or on radio free brooklyn we just heard from fashion week who are out of columbus ohio their song dark of the cinema they're going to have a new album coming out on december 1st you can hear more from them if you go to fashion and we open the show with our guest in the studio this evening the sharp shadows their title track for their most recent release on dad's stash records lessons Please welcome to the studio, Steve, Rob, Zach. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, good to okay. be here. Thanks All for right. having us. Lean, What's lean for forward oh, and. Yeah, that's absolutely no problem. Come, Come forward. <laughs> I'd rather bring the mic closer to me. Yes, yes. Bring it closer Yes, to exactly. <laughs> good, use of, good use of dynamics. Huh? Recorded Ooh. at Mollusk Studios. Moloch's. Yes. With John Meredith, mm-hmm. who is a great guy. He's an amazing yeah. guy. Um, Earworms are former guests. So, and a bunch of other people have recorded at his studio really enjoyed it uh i don't really sort of mean to name drop or plug somebody just randomly but everybody who goes to his studio and records seems to have a great experience um and best behavior is one of the other people who i remember (laughs) uh royal day um lady bits i'm trying to think other ones that have been
2: there uh onesie a lot of good ones
1: all right so anybody who's ever listening and wants to come into brooklyn and do some recording yeah, we can't recommend him highly enough. Hook up with uh, John now, Good I Good luck I, finding him, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's not touring with one of his bands. Yeah, he might have been Indonesia. <laughs> That's right. I think they were just over over yeah. there, if, mm-hmm. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, in, interesting question, though. When you came out of the studio, did you get what you went in thinking that you were going to sort of come out with? Like, or did you go in and it kind of changed somewhat for the better? Um, I would say
2: we got completely blown away by what we came out with. I mean, we, we went in like 2017, we, we played like 25 shows that year. We we played. We resolved kind of at the beginning of the year to play twice a month, be really kind of driven and, and serious about it. And, you know, around the time that we were recording with John, which was like November, uh, end of November?
3: No, December. December. Rex, right, it was
2: your birthday. Yes. That's right. We recorded on Rob's birthday. Um, <laughs> but um, happy birthday. Thanks, man. And uh, belated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, we went in there, and the thing is, like, the reason why we had had chosen John initially was because we were really big fans of specifically one record that he had done there, which was the Royal Days' first record, although he did the second one as well. But we were really into kind of the drum sounds he had gotten on that record, because a lot of records that are kind of recorded... kind of in like basement type conditions. Like the drums are usually something that kind of suffers as a result because it just doesn't quite sound like how you want it to sound. But that record, like those drums just sounded like amazing. So we kind of all put our heads together and we're like, yeah, like we got to we gotta work with this guy. Unfortunately, we know Daryl from the Royal Days. So we mm-hmm. got connected to him through that. And uh, yeah, we just kind of went in there. And, and the thing that is amazing about John is like, like if what you're trying to capture is like the best possible version of what you sound like in a room... He'll, he, he'll make it better. Yeah, he'll like, make it better. He'll he'll take it and he'll just, like, explode you. And it, what ended up happening was, like, we were doing the basic tracking for him. We did it live without any clicks or anything. Because X, pretty, pretty decent <laughs> drums. And, uh... Like, you know, we we, we kind of did it like we'd done it in rehearsal and things. We rehearsed twice a week. and We played a ton. So, like, it didn't even necessarily feel that amazing just to do that. We're like, oh, yeah, I guess this is how the song sound. That's cool. And then we went in there and he started kind of mixing it together and moving the faders and whatever. And, and, you know, once it started coming out of the big speakers, we're like, oh, my God, like, sounds amazing. Like, the sounds enormous for one, which is like, you know, pretty hard thing to pull off as a three piece in general. And right. we were just like, what? And
3: then it just kind of cooked from there. Yeah, and beyond that, I mean, his creative input was indispensable to to everything. He, he had so many good ideas and great uh, thoughts for, for Ornament, just for, for things that we'd never considered even, uh, that really, I mean, I think we can all agree, elevated the record
1: beyond what we'd ever dreamed. But, but still allowed you to maintain the Sharp Shadows sound. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Which by this record we actually had, because the thing with the last record was
2: like, it was kind of recorded with the lineup of the band that most of which is not here. Cause I'm the only one, but it was like, it was recorded with a lineup of a band that hadn't played out a lot and hadn't really had a lot of time to sort of develop a specific kind of sound. Like, I mean, I'd been playing with Tom, the bass player for a long time. And like, I'd played with the old drummer, Matt in a lot of bands, but like we hadn't like been show tested. So what it was, was kind of like us doing the best we could to make those songs sound good in a really, really like kind of, overqualified studio situation because it's like a pro level studio in Boston. We made that record at and just like doing the best that we could. Whereas in this case, it was, you know, we'd spent so much time together that they actually started to develop a sound. And I think that kind of, that was one of the things that was so satisfying about getting lessons on the other side of it was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I can finally start to kind of draw a through line between all these songs as far as like what sounds like us and what are things that we kind of have as tendencies or, or sort of, um, kind of uh we got a bag of tricks
3: yeah <laughs> without like relying on cliche sure yeah. sure
2: um, such as a bag of tricks
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so so what you're saying is that the the, op- that the playing and being up on stage in front of people allowed you to develop a chemistry which then transferred which, over mm-hmm. into the studio mm-hmm. and got you all closer
2: to to the same page definitely mm-hmm. we're also yeah. just rehearsing relentlessly because i mean we we benefit from the fact that like we have a group of people among us that we're pretty serious about putting in a lot of rehearsal time. Like we rehearse twice a week and we're pretty judicious about it. And I think the fact that we're willing to kind of put that amount of time into it makes those developments happen because you spend so much time playing the same material that you start to kind of, you know, you kind of get through the initial phase of it where you're sort of like, okay, the song's done. But then you start to get bored with it. So you get more creative. And you're like, well, what if we did this? Or what if we kind of add this little thing? And that's one thing that kind of like Playing so much together, both in rehearsal and at shows, allowed us to do go, oh, you know, it's kind of cool if we do this or it's kind of cool if we kind of short circus this part that we thought we knew how to do. And then, you know, kind of learning how to make those decisions in a group without having to think about it
1: too much or second guess it too much is what sort of gives you your sound. So what you're saying to put, I'm going to put it into art terms which is probably the strangest thing I've ever done in, in <laughs> my life <laughs> isn't art, art? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that so you, you wrote the song and that's on the canvas mm-hmm. but now that you're practicing and playing so much that you're now coloring outside the lines mm-hmm. and still maintaining the sharp shadows
2: well that's what makes a band good because the yep. thing is is like you could be dictatorial about it and you can you know, lay out every part exactly how you heard it in your head. But the thing is, like, that's not a band. That's a solo artist. And that's, you know, there's there's people who are really good at that and people who, you know, like, you know, people like Prince who just like, you know, it's all in there. And like, he can just, you know, do, do or rather did, you know, whatever. Um, but I think the artists that I've always been drawn to are the people who kind of had these really intense kind of collaborative relationships with their fellow bandmates and really allowed them to kind of put their stamp on the work and basically, in my mind, like that's what makes it turns a good song into a great song. It's like you know, you have a good song if you wrote it by yourself, you play it on a guitar, and like, oh, here's the song, it's good because I wrote it. Blah blah blah. But the thing that makes it kind of you know take on a third dimension and be something that I think more people can kind of draw in on is when you start to add those spices and and interesting thoughts that are coming in from collaborators who are invested in the work and invested in making it good and really like you know kind of pushing it outside of. The writer's kind of um, stylistic inclinations. Because, I mean, one thing I'll say about Zach and Rob is that, you know, we don't all listen to the same stuff. Like, there's definitely like a through line to all the things that we listen to. I don't think there's any
3: one band we all agree on
2: all, all, outside of our friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. It. But, like, but, you know, but, but the strength in that is that we all agree on what we make. So, you know, if, you know, I'm coming into it with a situation of like, oh, I have this certain set of influences, so I think a song should sound like this. Mm-hmm. They're never going to think that way, so it allows them to have a fresh take on the material once we kind of have the basic version of it down, and they'll start to throw things in, and that's, that's where you get these kind of like magic moments that you didn't really expect, I guess, and that's, you know, for me, that's the most rewarding part of doing it. It's like, it's great to write songs and feel like, hey, I wrote this amazing song, but it's even better to feel like, well, I wrote this amazing song, and, you know people who I really trust, who really care about
1: what we're doing, made it, you know, have legs. Right, and so Zach's made it a better song with his input on the drums. Just Zach, yeah. He's always on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Rob
2: has in contributed this band. Yeah, absolutely yeah, nothing. <laughs> well, it's funny, it's funny you bring it up, Zach, though, because Zach's, like, quietly, like, he's very songwritery in how he plays drums, so a lot of the interesting ideas that ended up happening in the studios for, like, harmonies or for, like, weird overdubs were stuff that he was like humming to himself in the corner and then you know one of us was like what what is that and he's like nothing he's like playing with a thumb piano or something and then like, <laughs> it ends up on the record you know like but he just like he has this sense that you know is very poppy and very songwritery but it's not the same as mine so he's going to come up with something from a different angle and rob's the same way like they're like we agree on the things that make sharp shadow songs good but it's we'll always come at it from a different angle depending on which person is like adding the beat, the piece in. And as long as we're all kind of like being agreeable that day, then good things can happen. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're all
3: like <laughs> that day. <laughs> in general, though, we all just like really want what's best for the song, what's best for the act. Like we'd be, mm-hmm. we're as democratic about everything as possible. All right. So. Uh, uh,
1: let's hear another track from the album sure. and then we can circle back and talk about lessons <laughs> overall <laughs> and, and and the the album in, in general after now that we sort of cover that so so let's hear the walk right past me don't need oh great <laughs> <laughs> finally someone i'm vindicated yes, somebody yes, yes, that somebody likes this song Please tell me it's still in the set list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. It's just, it's funny because
2: it's just not like, it, no, it's never a song that one's like, yeah, that's the one. Because like when I wrote it and brought it them, I'm like, this is the
1: hit. And they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's, man. it's grown on me. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, it's All fun. right. And then let's hear from uh, the Caballeros who are out of Perth, Australia. And then we'll follow up our short set with the Slashes who are going to be our guest next week. And we'll hear from Esteban from the band. You are listening to The Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is The Sharp Shadows.
4: me but don't even say another stilted phrase before you go away. I just know that we've been here before, so nothing's gonna change when you walk out that door. Change.
1: are listening to the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was the slashes who are from San Diego, who are going to be our guest next week on The Roden Hour. Oh, oh. sorry. 911? I'm good. I'm <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Perfect. He got slashed. Hey, boom. <laughs> Had a little Zach. And, and before that, we heard from lovesick Casanova. That was by the Caballeros who are out of Australia. They are going to be having a new video coming out on november 10th so uh give you lots of time their album is really a lot of fun and you guys would go fucking awesome with them on bill i don't know how we can make that happen i live in this fantasy world and i'm like shit this band's good so let's get the sharp shadows do we know anyone here. in australia mm-hmm. uh,
2: not personally <laughs> no nope. yeah, no not personally if We're... any australians would like to call into the show to get us on this thing <laughs> the number is 718-928-9732 <laughs> <laughs> perfect
3: <laughs> does, does anyone australia We'll do a Kickstarter. We'll do the
1: we'll Kickstarter, Kickstarter yeah. to get you to Australia. And then the literally the song with the longest run-on word that I think we might ever have <laughs> had on the road network. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're giving away that award. We we ha- what what was the idea behind that? Oh, why is it walk right past
2: me, don't even say it's just yeah. one word? Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just a, yeah, artistic license, yeah. Uh, I don't think, well, think you know what it was? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that Wilco song, like nothing, Nothing's ever gonna. Oh, nothing's ever gonna stand in my way again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like,
3: not that I'm a. a so specific. if you guys ever get Wilco on here, they're gonna beat us for longest single word song title. Okay. Right.
1: Really? So they're off, off the list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want. I'm, I'm, no, keep, no Wilco here. I'm keeping my plaque, Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Um But but speaking of which, you know who's on tomorrow night? band out of milwaukee who's going to be on pop rocks with evan bieber uh they're called vinyl theater and they're going to be playing at the knitting factory on november 6th mm. uh so they're out on tour right now on the star cruiser tour <laughs> Very and cool so he's going to chat with them about their show on the 6th and uh hopefully it'll all go well yeah. with them. so like, when's your show this is this is the big the big ask of the evening
2: uh so we're <laughs> playing at trans pecos at the beginning of no, I'm sorry. It's later into November, isn't it? I I don't. Why know. Why am I asking you guys? I don't know either. You are <laughs> right. you're the hold, you're the please. Keeper. Yeah, um, i like transpatriots. We've never been actually. This is our first time. We actually weirdly I'm we got so invited by it. a band from uh, Australia, Boston, <laughs> <laughs> Australia, Australia, Australia. <laughs> okay. Uh, called Where's Walden?
4: I
3: want to say.
2: As not like the pond? I, I guess uh, or sure.
3: the uh, I forget the guest name. Never mind. All right, abort.
2: Yeah, but anyway, so the date the date of that show is. Hold
3: on, hold on. You can do it.
2: Uh, can I? Uh, I don't know. Thoreau. <laughs> <laughs> Henry <laughs> David Thoreau. So, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hold on, I've got the show special. Not that anyone oh, can oh, tell, but I okay, do use my well, phone. Well,
1: well, Steve works for that. So, one of the things that um, I get from listening to your songs, and we're going to translate that into the live shows when we find that date, is that. I think what you guys do seems to be, uh, as, as a group, blends really well for being a bunch of guys who actually practice your live set.
3: Uh, <laughs> we do practice, yeah. That's, that's
1: No, 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 you were talking about, but I think there's a difference between, you guys have been talking about practicing, not just practicing songs, but practicing uh, playing out and running everything together, so that the live set is not just a collection, well, it's not just songs off the album it's the whole collection oh i
2: get what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, we do well we can we don't even have a set list like we
1: kind of just go like what ends up happening is like the songs like
2: when you play them enough times i feel like they sort of naturally find counterparts in the set Mm -hmm. and then depending on how things go like like what kind of response you're getting? Like sometimes, it's like yeah. oh, these people are really hyped up. Let's play a bunch of fast stuff. Or oh, these people are really hyped up, but I don't like them. Let's play a slow song. You know, well, like we, we have so. a couple
3: of like go-to combos, but yeah. typically yeah. it's all pretty off. Combo. Top, uh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and a lot of them just start off with Steve. So he'll like. I remember it just at our show the other night, I heard him kind of bend a C chord, and like I know I could just turn to Zach and be like, oh, "We're doing this. Like we know we know exactly like what song is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we could just go right into it seamlessly. Um, but I think that's really important to us as as performers is is to be um, not not so. I mean, we are well practiced, but we're not like rehearsed. I guess we try to be as natural yeah. naturalistic. Mm-hmm. We can adapt um, pretty easily yeah. to like
2: whatever situation. Yeah, is if something going goes on. stupid, then you know we can kind of handle it. Um, and November fifteenth, <laughs> just play the Mario the game. Okay, <laughs> November
1: fifteenth is a uh, Thursday <laughs> night. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh there hey. he is. Oh. hello, Esteban. Hey, it's working finally! <laughs> this damn modern technology is absolutely fantastic. So Esteban from, <laughs> from the Slashes, whose song. Now, do you say heavy Bowie or heavy buoy?
5: You know, Bowie is uh, would be act- actually nautically correct, but uh, let's go with Bowie.
1: Okay, heavy Bowie. And you guys are coming into town n- next weekend. Yes. Awesome. So.
5: By the way, by the way, heavy Bowie means you know. Uh, in, in in respect of uh, our late hero David Bowie.
1: Got it. Okay. And you so, guys, yeah. you guys are hooked up at Coney Island, baby. Yes. Which uh, Sharp Shadows have not played, but uh, I've I've been. It's a it's a great venue, so that's good. So that's on the twenty eighth. it is. Are are you guys playing on the twenty sixth as well, or is it I'm just sorry? is it just the two shows?
5: Uh, we, we are also on, uh, we're playing on the, the next day, the 29th in Brooklyn.
1: Okay, at Goldtown. At Goldtowns, Gold which is uh, down the street and around the corner from us. And so you'll be here on the 29th with the other guys in the band, and then we'll walk down uh, to Goldtowns and we'll have a beer.
5: That sounds great.
1: Okay, um, or keep yes, walking and uh, go to Alphaville and have a better
5: beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't realize, I didn't realize it was that close to Connie uh, Allen Baby, but don't tell anybody because. No one will go to that show.
1: It's it's not. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 two completely different venues, two completely different right. crowds uh, are going to come out to, uh, to each show. And so uh, I would just like to let everybody else know. So I learned about the slashes from my now involvement with uh, something called Home Unknown, where what we're doing is putting together a playlist of independent bands from because you guys are from San Diego. That's right. Right, and uh, I understand that the guy who puts the show for uh, put the playlist together for Southern California has a way better name than than Matt Attack. His name is Shit Show Dave.
0: <laughs> so way like, better,
1: way better. Sorry. Um, and then so there's Miami, there's Denver, there's Chicago, and uh, I'm being responsible for uh, New York City to help spread the word about local and independent bands. So I am looking forward to. I'm going to catch you guys at the Coney Island. Um, well, we appreciate that. Thank and, you. And uh, so, look forward to hanging out with you guys next weekend. So, have a safe trip uh, across, and we'll catch yeah. up next week.
5: Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we're, you know, we're playing with a, a great band from New York too. You guys, you know, Flesh.
1: I, and, uh, n- none of us they, in the room know Flesh.
5: Well, they got us the gig in New York, so we're, we're excited.
1: Okay, we we will All check right. them out so we know who who uh, we're going to go out and support next weekend.
6: Thanks,
1: Matt. Thank you, Matt.
6: Thanks,
1: All right, Flash. see you later, man. Take care, man. Ciao. You too. Bye. Nice, right. nice, cool. Yeah. Bye, so, thanks for thanks for in, indulging. I <laughs> think that is, yeah. in, anytime. I didn't uh, have the heart to tell him about gold sounds though. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, we're still on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I I I think one of the things that needs to be done, and you guys do this already from seeing the people who you've played with uh, but i think the networking i know it's a really bad term because you think of like real estate people no, I, and shit like that i think it is though like because uh, it's built like
2: one of the things that's good about here is it's kind of built into the discourse uh, like everybody knows you kind of have to do that and there's ways of doing it that are kind of shitty and underhanded and there's ways to do it that are genuine and honest and, I,
3: I think the, the word networking kind of carries with it that that shitty disingenuous sure. stigma. Um, but but if you're if you're like a genuine person, like I feel like networking kind of happens incidentally. Like if you're just talking to people and vibing on like shared interests and like being in the scene and trying to like move everybody forward, then you don't have to consciously network. And that's something Steve's actually really good at that. And we we've seen him do that for years, where Steve's just like, he'll just talk to everybody, um, <laughs> and uh, like really naturally uh, establish
1: these these really good relationships. That I give um, out a lot of business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I but from again, unfortunately, I, I've not seen you play. So the 15- shame on you. <laughs> shame, shame. You didn't know
2: flush either. Two strikes. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> two
1: strikes. It's it's absolutely terrible. There's but not that many bands I, in Brooklyn, man. I know. There's maybe like what five or six. Hundred. Yeah, three of them are the Royal <laughs> days, so There's only two left. Or the other one. <laughs> yeah. But um, but you guys have played with some people who I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for. First and foremost, the Royal they, who I absolutely fucking love. They're unreal other people oh no they're quite yeah yeah they're real they're (laughs) tangible (laughs) tangible. and 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 other people need to be made aware of and go out and go see them play and and, so how did that relationship come about to get michelle then oh on the record yeah okay so
2: i bumped into daryl at so rob and i went to uh I forget who we it was King Pizza. Night. It was King it was, Pizza Prom is yeah, what happened. Right. <laughs> so basically, like, what had happened was is that we kind of realized around the time that Rob joined that we needed to find a group of bands that were worth playing with. And right. the last show that our old bass player played that Rob was actually at uh, was with bands from King Pizza Records, which we would kind of knew about in the periphery. Like, Zach had kind of hipped us to the idea of them, but we'd never actually gone to any of their shows. And then we got thrown on a show... What? No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> we got thrown on a show with them kind of randomly by one of the bands, um, El Silver Cabs, who yes. I, were... R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Well, they may yet be back. Oh. um, But um, we got thrown on that show, and, like, it was an amazing show. We met a lot of people that night. and uh, But we kind of realized after that, it's like, oh, this is a tribe that's worth getting into and finding out. Because everyone was really nice and very supportive and kind of just, you know, kind of had that vibe of, like... Uh you know, whatever you're doing, do it as hard as possible and really like go for
3: it. And and, we... and, and be a good person. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Well yeah, no, that's definitely yeah. they They're all yeah, yeah. Very supportive of each other and very like open to everybody and like it is it is a really good scene. Yeah. yeah.
2: But anyway, so um we had gone to King Pizza Prom, which was what, in February? That year's Valentine's Day, right? Something like that? Uh the years blurred together, man. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We were
3: <laughs> it was at the gutter. Yeah, it was at, yeah, the, it gutter. Was at, <laughs> at the gutter. What you, you don't say King
2: Pizza show at the gutter. <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me is that there was... Nah. Anyway, um, so we went and I bumped into Daryl and uh, being... Um, They're doppelgangers. Yeah, we're doppelgangers. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Daryl, but yeah. oh, he yes. and I look a lot alike. And we realized that upon bumping into each other, I didn't even know who he was at the time. I was just like being slightly drunk and a little belligerent. I went, you're me. <laughs> and being
3: Daryl, he was like, kind of looked at himself and he was like, right. It was that Spider-Man meme come to
2: life. Yeah, pretty much. But we ended up talking and becoming friends and realizing that, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're kind of similar and we're into similar things. And then I'd heard sort of heard of the Royal Day at that point, but hadn't really, like, fully gotten into them yet. And then, you know, we started playing shows with them. And it was, like, very obvious, kind of like, oh, like, these guys are amazing. And, then you know, they're big fans of us as well. So, like, it was just this shared thing that kind of got churned up. And then uh, when I, I had written Push, 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 like, a while before Robert joined and we kind of had been playing it a little bit but once we kind of like started getting up to when we were going to get in the studios like I was thinking like I, I kind of want to do something special with this I want something a little bit more like especially because like thematically the song is written from the perspective uh, kind of from a female perspective like it's written about the song is about like what I imagined it must feel like for my girlfriend to argue with me and having right. to deal with someone who's stubborn and kind of you know quick on their feet and not you know somebody who has to who spends a lot of time thinking about what they're going to say like someone just blurts stuff out and how frustrating that is to deal with um so it's kind of like a soul-searching experiment i guess but knowing that that was built into the song's DNA, i was like i want to i want a female voice on this to like really drive that point home like especially on the bridge and like michelle was such an obvious choice for that and when i asked her to do it she was like oh yeah i'd love to i'd love to do it and so we just like had him in the studio for a day and did that and it was super fun and just uh, one of the coolest things about it was when we got the mixes back for the record and you know you're listening to it and you have to listen for like you know what doesn't work and what you know uh, what do I need to fix with which with John Meredith is really hard because he gets everything right most of the time <laughs> sure uh, but it was this really kind of weird uncanny valley moment for me at least to listen to that song and have Michelle's vocals kick in and be able to listen to it as a fan of the song and not as like oh this is something I made like, oh, it's a real song. Like, I'm, I'm listening to it and it's like, it feels like real music, not just something that I wrote.
1: Right. Now, a l- lot of the songs, um, you know, we we heard Sick," Casanova by Los Caballero's. But it seems to fit in with the theme of lessons uh, overall because there seems to be a whole bunch of lessons about relationships on the album.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that when we we, we kind of came on the title of it, like, because we realized there was this sort of through line of, you know sort of experiential learning in it one way or another either like oh this is something i fucked up on and therefore figured out later or this is something that i'm trying to impart on another person it's like it's hard to come up with titles for records unless you have a really amazing title like already mm. like and with that one we're like i don't
3: fucking know like <laughs> yeah, we, we struggled for a while we had a we had a notebook with a bunch of failed alternative titles um, <laughs> like, like, of which were like even funny. according uh, the cloisters was our that was, was a one, favorite uh... for a while <laughs> no <laughs> uh, I, I can't even remember the others. They
2: they were so. But it it's like, just, like so. Like, it, it, it just it just was stuff that didn't seem to work. And then like, with so the title track lessons didn't have a title either. It used to be called
3: um called paralyzed. It's called paralyzed. Which but like I got some strong finger eleven vibes. Yeah, we, didn't want, really <laughs> <laughs> we okay, didn't want to be associated with that.
6: We didn't want to be associated with that. But um, there?
2: but you know like we there's a there's a line in it. You know learn you know learn this lesson well whatever. And like I was kind of like I I kind of heard that. In my head, I think it was, like, Lessons? And, like, I texted Rob, like, Lessons? And he was like, I don't know. Are we making Lessons? Less- Is Lessons the title? Like, kind of, like, <laughs> thought it over out loud. But, um, but yeah, like, it just kind of... Once we kind of realized that there was that through line, it was like, oh, okay, like, this totally makes sense as as somebody to call it, I guess. And I'm, you know, pretty comfortable with that. Yeah,
1: it yeah. works. And, and I know we opened with it, but you place it last on the album so I, I think that works as a placement for the song as well well, well it's always the
2: last song we play live too cause mm-hmm. it's just like it's such a barn burner like you know so we just go for it and you know after that it's usually a good time to stop <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's it we, we can't do anymore yeah well well let's hear uh push 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 but uh before we do let's hear something brand new from acid dad uh, I think they're one of those other two or three uh, bands that are still around. in oh, I've heard yeah. of them, yeah, <laughs> actually. And then, Have you um, played with them before,
2: Acid Dead?
3: I don't know. I don't, I Who's in Acid so, Dead? I, I definitely know the name.
1: Who's an Acid Dead? Do you know? Uh, I. You know, they're former guests, and so I'm terrible uh, at remembering individual names, but they are playing Thursday night. Is that at, them? Uh, No, that's not Acid Dead. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't come here to, to beat us up. Um, <laughs> but they are playing uh, Thursday night at LPR with Navy Gangs and Justin Dean, we're going to hear from The Sharp Shadows, Push, 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 featuring Michelle from the Royal Bay. And then we're going to hear something new from Monograms as well. If you're listening to The Road now Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Listening to the Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Brand new music from Monograms, a Pretty Exit. The album EP comes out on Friday. Beekeepers EP. The release show is going to be at Secret Project Robot. Uh, that is Saturday night. Ten bucks. Uh, Ears to Feed is putting that on, and uh, I've just kind of become aware of them. They seem to be putting on a lot of really good shows. Secret like, Project Robot. Uh, no, Ears to Feed. Who are putting the show together? Oh, the booking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, which, which is always cool. I think we cool. got to get people. And you guys were just saying for your release show, uh, you played with PowerSnap, who are former guests and who I absolutely love. Oh, they're great. They're love. Awesome, yeah. I could tell you a, a story about them, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> off the air. No. Off, we'll yeah. do that off, off, off the air. Uh, and reason why I, I love them. So, November 15th, Thursday, November 15th at TransPacos. You guys haven't been, I've been. It's a really good venue. Uh, for great sound for when I went. Oh. And so I think you'll really like it. It's a, What's it's nice. a would you shield like room? sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like playing a cardboard box underwater. Exactly,
1: exactly. Um, and then where is the best place then for people to get music of Sharp Shadows? Can uh, you pick it up at live shows? You can. physical copies? Yeah, we, we got physical tapes?
2: copies and then uh, Dad's Test Records. Um, you can order the tape from them. And then it's on our band camp as well.
1: Okay. Who else? Uh, you mentioned this to me earlier with that stash records. Who else should we be putting in people's ears?
2: Uh, Elephants, definitely. They're they're they buds of ours from Boston. Um, okay. The band Slight, who are from here, um, and then the label founders band is a band called Total Yuppies that are really good. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. Cali Coco is another one. It's kind of like I think it's that's one. That one's more of like a solo project, but she's she's great as well.
1: Okay. So we are going to hear from Go It Alone from the debut. EP, but you're telling me it's not in the playlist anymore. It's not in the sound oh, no. Well, no,
3: there's well, a couple of tracks from that record yeah, occasionally, that we yeah. still play.
2: I mean, like neither of these guys would be in that band if that record didn't resonate with them in some way, sure. but they also didn't help write any of it, so they're not especially loyal to no it ownership. either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i I'm I'm guessing that there's probably something else already in the works, right? Just seeing mm-hmm. the relationship yeah, that, a, that, that a couple, you guys have.
3: A couple new songs. One, one we've actually started playing at shows, so yep. If you're already sick of our current record, come out and hear a new one.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking as someone who who does own both your your releases, I, I don't think. Well, I'm not sick of uh, lessons yet. Anyways, um, you need to so you, it for. You, you, you yeah, should, <laughs> you should pick it up. Uh, it's really enjoyable. I think people will uh like it i i like it i don't know if i have thanks, any man. taste in music sure, yeah. or anything you. like that uh clearly this is an indication that you don't <laughs> <laughs> no that's the next song we're going to play is a clear <laughs> indication that, that that we don't um so guys so great thanks very much for coming in oh, november thanks for 15th having thank you, man, yeah thank at you at transpacos uh hope to see you there and um make sure everybody votes on november 6th. catch you on the flip side stay tuned for everybody plays the fool with shane